Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. (sighs) Bring along the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies to add a sprinkle of joy to your workday. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Girls just always dug me. Ah. Come over here and give me a Wednesday morning. Happy hump day to you. We're halfway through the hardest part of the week. Or, well, I hope I am. Uh, Hopefully everybody will get back in their chairs tomorrow. We'll get this big show back on normal schedules. We'll do our best there. Hoping little Matthew gets to go home. Meanwhile, let's see what we got lined up for this hour. We're going to call over to Casa de Double Wide off the double paved road. That means dirt and gravel. Also, we'll check in with the Reverend Billy Ray Collins. He's got a sermon entitled Devil Television. What? That's a pretty long list. And also, we'll get a visit with the mayor of Dismal Seepage. He's got something really gut-wrenching. Yeah, planned for the weekend. But right now, we're going to look in on the musing of Gary Busey as he puts another entry into his own diary on the John Boy and Billy Big Show. It's time for the Diary of Gary Busey. Dear Diary, this is Gary. 
Beauty. <laughs> well, diary, the heat and humidity of summer is in the rearview mirror, and the cooler weather is finally here. It's a perfect time to head northeast, do a little sightseeing. It's become a tradition for me. I pick a decent-sized city and go to the high-traffic areas and do a little babe-watching. Let's take it from old Gare. When there's a nip in the air, there's a nip in the air. <laughs> when it comes to scoping out blouse bullets, it's a lot like bird-watching. Timing is everything. If the weather is too warm... You don't get the full brown sugar toggle switch effect. <laughs> if it's too cold, they're all bundled up in down vests and Gore-Tex and... <laughs> them things get covered up faster than voter fraud in Florida. <laughs> it's got to be just cool enough so the ladies will brave the thinner fabrics necessary for a proper presentation of their aforementioned high beamery. <laughs> Look over yonder. What do I see? It's a big old D-cup stuffed in a sea. Spilling out the top like a cheese souffle. I think I'll play the lottery because it's my lucky day. Honk, honk. <laughs> <laughs> but, Diary, there's rules to this here game. This little hobby of mine ain't all poots and jiggles. <laughs> Sometimes it can be a real dadgum disappointment. For every majestic Fraulein front porch on display... There is an equal number of letdowns, no pun intended. Some of them look like a pair of mismatched sneakers. <laughs> size 9 sitting right next to a size 13. Or an orange sidled up to a grapefruit. Then there's the ones that look like Jack Elam is hiding under their shirt. One goes this away and one goes that away, and when that happens, I can't figure out where to look and get all discombobulated. <laughs> and then there's the one so dadgum big that the combination of pure surface tension and the simple laws of physics doesn't allow for any sort of peekaboo, no matter how cold it is. Turn up the AC on them biggins. They got to weigh nearly half a damn ton. You look like a girl who'd be a lot of fun. Sorry about that. Didn't know you were a nun. Holy hooters! <laughs> Another reason I head east for my yearly shirt stuffer safari is that the West Coast chicks is just so damn politically correct. Them feminine wits frown on the virile male sport of ugly <laughs> the fair sex. And being one of the few real men left in Hollywood, I apparently suffer from something called toxic masculinity. Way to state the obvious there, Chaz Bono. <laughs> Ain't it funny that the ones who get the maddest are the ones you don't even want to look at? Hey, Janine Garofalo, don't flatter yourself. <laughs> Put that coat on, please. You're making me want to go to IHOP for flapjacks. <laughs> <laughs> it's even funnier that the most radical of them tend not to wear the proper feminine support undergarmentage. It's like they're putting the bait right out there and then yelling at the fish when it comes in for a look. <laughs> Ouch. Sorry there, Susan Saran Wrap. <laughs> I wasn't scoping your knockers. I was looking at your shoes. It ain't my fault they're so close together. <laughs> Boot prints on your pooters. Why, they're black and blue. Boot bruise. <laughs> There's also the hazard of finding a first-class pair of Humpty Dumplings attached to a dude. 
I made that mistake more than once. <laughs> Getting an eye full of some sassy lassie in a low-cut Abercrombie and Fiat t-shirt. <laughs> barely containing an undulating set of Scooby snacks. And the next thing you know, she's standing next to you at the urinal talking about the Dodgers and asking you what you like on your hot dog. <laughs> Don't run into that back east. Just some ugly girls. Only the only thing you got to worry about is a few stray chin whiskers and a couple of lazy eyes and haircuts from the 70s. But from the neck down, them east coast juggernauts are legit. Lead legit. East coast girls are huge. They know how to rock a pair. And when it gets cold, you can bet your life you could hang your keys on there. Boy, oy, 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 oy. <laughs> well, diary, I got to skedaddle. I'm taking Brigitte Nielsen and Katie Segal to the hockey game. It's t-shirt night. Hoping for a hat trick. That's where you put your hat on them, and the trick is it don't fall off. Until next time, diary. X's and O's. Gary. Boo 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 Good Wednesday morning. The big show is on the radio. Citizen Randy at your service. Coming up next, Hoyt and Delbert have well, they left a voicemail that said something about toilet paper and uh, and I deleted. So we'll let you judge what's up with them. Coming up next on the John Boy and Billy uh, Big Show. <laughs> Good Wednesday morning. Happy hump day to you. Citizen Randy with you. And we are calling over to Casa de Double Y. It's a fancy trailer park. That's where Hoyt and Delbert live. Let's see what's going on on the John Boy and Billy Big Show. All my life, want to fight about it? No, man, John Boy Miller here. Well, they say there, you nose-scratching, Andy-dragging, <laughs> butt-watching, knuckle-driving, hee-haw-looking pervert. Not much, man. How's it going? Not too good. <laughs> well, what in the world's wrong with you? Well, nothing in particular, but when it's me, how good does it ever get? <laughs> I see yeah. your point. Yeah. Well, let's talk about old Delbert. Oh, he's back in the Lonely Hearts Club again. Oh, man, what happened with his girlfriend, uh, the nurse? Oh. Uh, Oh, they split up. She said he got too clingy, which is pretty dadgum ironic since she's the one that helped the doctor sew his fingers back on two months ago. That's a dumb old heart. Yeah, don't worry. He's right back in the hunt, though. Huh? Thought he had a nice and tree the other day. Yeah? Yeah. Last Wednesday afternoon, he left work a few minutes before I did. He said, I'll meet you down at Hoot's place. So about a half hour later, I walk into Hoot's. There's old Delbert behind the bar, got an apron on, and he's going, Howdy, stranger, what's your pleasure? <laughs> I said, What in the world are you doing back there? Where's who? <laughs> Delbert says, Well, who got a phone call, said he had to run out for about five minutes, asked me if I'd keep an eye on things till he got back. Uh. I said, Why in the world would you think you could handle something like that? <laughs> Delbert says, Well, I reckon I can pour a mug of beer for somebody without screwing it up. <laughs> 
And heck, you don't never know. Some good looking honey child might come a walking in here any minute now and I'd have the perfect opening to talk to her. It's a darn fact. Look at that fella on cheers. Women just love bartenders. I said, even big old dummins that can't count change back from a 20? He said, just shut up and sit down there and we'll just see how it goes. Well, sure enough, right about then, this real good looking girly slides up to the bar, cracks a big old smile right at Oh. He smiles right back with his old crooked teeth. <laughs> he says, Howdy there, cutie pie. What can I do for you? She says, Are you the owner? Yeah. Deborah says, Well, not exactly. I'm what they call the manager on duty. <laughs> and she reaches over and pats him right on the cheek mm. and says, Is the owner around? Deborah says, No, he's out for a few minutes. Uh, maybe I could help you. She kind of tickles him under the chin a little bit and says, mm. Well, I don't know. Maybe you could. <laughs> so Deborah kind of cuts his eyes at me like, Say, I told you. <laughs> he turns back to the girl. She's all leaned over the bar up in his face by this time. Mm. In fact, she takes one of her fingers and kind of traces around Delbert's lips, you know, like old Sharon Stone would do. <laughs> yeah. Then she takes her finger and sticks it right in Delbert's mouth. Whoa! That's what he said. <laughs> then she smiles real big at him and says, When the manager comes back, would you give him a message for me? Deborah says, Sure thing, honey. And she says, Will you tell him there ain't no toilet paper in the women's restroom? <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh. Poor old Delbert. Yeah, change back from a 20 turned out to be the least of his problems. <laughs> hey, listen, I got to run here. Me and Sam Malone are fixing to go to work. You going to see Cooper later on? Yeah, well. Well, you tell him I said, duh, huh? He'll know what you mean. Right. Y'all keep him straight up, all right? All right. Hey, this is Del Curry. Yeah, Muggsy Bowes. I don't get it, man. They ran us out of Charlotte. These guys are still around? Yeah. What's up with that? It's John Boy and Billy on The Big Show. Good morning, the big show is on the radio. Citizen Randy at your service. Well, we could all use a little more God in our lives, and that's why we have the Reverend Billy Ray Collins. He's got a sermon all set for us. It's entitled Devil Television, so let's let him have it on the John Boy and Billy Big Show. Well, good morning there, John Boy and Billy, and good morning to all our beloved friends out there in Radio Land. This is Reverend Billy Ray Collins from the Sword of Joshua Independent Full Gospel Pentecostal Assembly just off State Road 23 on the Frontage Road. Well, friends, y'all know how I feel about the subject of television. Mm. Some folks says it's a miracle of modern technocracy. <laughs> I think with all the junk they put on it, it's a high defamation window right into the devil's butthole. <laughs> well, there's a boy here at the church who's been trying to get me to watch some new deal on TV called A.D. The Bible Continues. Mm. He says it sticks right close to the book of Acts and hard to give it a chance. 
Well, I'm going to be honest with you, I held off for a while, but I finally went looking for this AD program on TV the other night, but it ain't there. Come to find out, NBC pulled it off the air after episode number 12. Mm. Which means it must have stuck closer to the Bible than they thought. <laughs> <laughs> well, sir, since I was already all polluted up with the world, mm. I figured I'd look into what else is on the idiot box lately. I watched a whole bunch of different channels to get a good sampling. Brace yourself, what I seen didn't encourage me a whole lot. <laughs> uh-huh. Looks to me like he's quit putting actors on TV. Nowadays, it's a bunch of screwed-up regular folks just trying to get attention. <laughs> it's singers that can't sing and dancers that can't dance and real housewives that ain't real and also ain't housewives. Yeah. The neediest collection of unsaved attention whores I ever seen. <laughs> I was inviting people into my living room that I'd run off if I seen them at the end of the driveway. All in the name of so-called entertainment. Uh. Well, I also done some research on the new stuff they got coming out on TV soon. And y'all, I found one that might be the unholiest idea for a TV program since they put old Rosie O'Donohue back on the view for the third time. The Fox Network has got a show coming out next year called, are you ready for this? Lucifer. That's right, Lucifer. And yeah, it's exactly who you think it is. Wow. I knew y'all wouldn't believe me, so I looked it up on the computer. Here's what they wrote about the plot. Quote, Bored and unhappy as the Lord of Hell, (laughs) the original fallen angel, Lucifer Morningstar, has abandoned his throne and retired to Los Angeles, Uh where he owns an upscale nightclub. I reckon he wanted a place that's still got all the comforts of home. <laughs> so the devil just up and decides to leave hell. I tell you, them Fox people might be pretty good at putting out a news channel, but they don't know deadly squat about the Bible. <laughs> In the little video preview deal I watched, old Lucifer's getting out of the car with his girlfriend, and they get in the middle of one of them drive-by shoot-em-ups. He lives... And she dies. And then, get this, he teams up with this gal from the LAPD to solve the murder. That's right. The TV devil's a cross between Ozzy Osman and Lieutenant Columbo. (laughs) Well, ain't that special. (laughs) Some of y'all might be a tad shocked on this. Me? Not a lick. Way I look at it, old Lucifer's been writing and directing what's on TV for years. <laughs> I reckon it's about time he got his own weekly show. <laughs> all right, that's all right, Mr. TV producer man. You go on and make your little show about the dark lord of the demons driving around Hollywood in a Corvette. Well, one day when you're treading gravy in the real devil's human cockpot, you might wish you run more than 12 episodes of a Bible show in a while. Long story short, friends, if I was y'all, I'd just unplug my TV and tote it out to the curb. If you want to spend an hour watching some half-wit explain the meaning of life, well, shucks, that's what I do. Come on down and get a sample this Sunday morning at 11 o'clock a.m. We ain't got no big-name stars or gunfights going on, but we'll be glad to help you meet a fellow that's way more important than whoever's on the cover of People magazine this week, (laughs) the Lord. 
Think of it as your own little weekly reality series called Who Wants to Not Go to Hell? <laughs> our minds made up, but our doors wide open. Here at the Sword of Joshua Independent Full Gospel Pentecostal Assembly, just off State Road 23, on, on the Fence Road. This is Reverend Billy Ray Collins reminding you it's time to turn so you don't burn. John Moore and Billy. Yes, sir. Y'all keep them straight up, fire. <laughs> Wednesday morning, the big show is on the radio. Well, we're halfway through the work week. It's hump day. And if you're like most folks, you're starting to make plans for your weekend. Got some big plans lined up, huh? Well, you might want to park everything on hold till you hear what's going on at Dismal Seepage. And here he is on the John Boy and Billy Big Show. We got a special guest to bring on. Is the mayor of a small coastal town in South Carolina with big plans must be his call right here. Let's get this. Hello, Big Show. Good morning, John Boy and Billy. <laughs> Good this morning. This is Merwin Q. Fiddleswoop, mayor of Dismal Seepage, South Carolina, the beautiful town with the hideous name. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, Mayor Fiddleswoop. Uh, what does the Q stand for? Quiet. I'm sorry, I didn't realize you weren't done talking. No, no, that's my middle name. Huh? My mother was a librarian. Oh, I got you. <laughs> I got you. Uh, that, that's really an unusual last name. Are you part of the Charleston Fiddleswoops? Sorry, no. Uh, we're from the upper Montclair, New Jersey Fiddleswoops. Uh, we moved south after a rather unfortunate incident. Oh, really? What What was it? We lived in New Jersey. Uh, well, that, is, that is unfortunate. Yes. Uh, so tell us about Dismal Seepage. Where are you located? Well, John Boy, Dismal Seepage, South Carolina, is located on the coast about halfway between Pond scum and nasal yeast. <laughs> if you get off the highway on North Skunk Ape Road, you just take it to the water. You really can't miss it. And if you do, you're in the ocean. Uh-huh. So, How many people live in dismal seepage? Well, more than you think. About 107, give or take. Give or take? Well, the jail is in the next county, so the weekend population drops to around 83. <laughs> right. Well, well, what do you do for kicks in dismal seepage? Well, you know, that's sort of why I'm calling this morning. We're, uh, we're kicking off the year with a series of festivals and other assorted shindigs designed to highlight dismal seepage as a top tourist attraction. Uh, first up is the Really Big Blister Festival. <laughs> mm. The Big Blister Festival. No. The really big blister. Uh, say, what, what do you consider really big? Well, unless it's bigger than a half dollar, you could probably stay home. Huh. Mm-hmm. Well, how did you ever come up with this? Well, John Boy, <laughs> we here at Dismal Seepage believe the blister is a symbol of good old-fashioned, honest American hard work. Sort of the ugly, swollen offspring of manual labor. Uh, I see. Pride of hands-on physical exertion is something that this country is sorely lacking these days. Mm-hmm. This brings that front and center for all the world to see. So what if you don't have a blister? Uh, well, of course, the unblistered are always welcome. They can just watch, but, but judging isn't until the last day. And we have numerous activities to help raise those 
glorious and, I might add, potentially award-winning little flesh bubble. <laughs> we've, uh, we've got a high-five-a-thon on Friday. Uh, that produced last year's winner, Claude Fingerwagger. His entire hand looked like he put a rubber glove over it and blew it up. Wow, that mm. sounds pretty incredible. That was. Mrs. Fingerwagger had to carry the trophy home. It was six months before I could shake his hand to congratulate him. <laughs> <laughs> do they do they have to just be on the hands? Oh golly, no! We've had uh, we've had some second place finishers who got their blisters playing musical chairs. Well, they mm. must have worn tight shoes. Yeah, the uh, blisters weren't on their feet. Ah, yeah. ah. well, probably use different chairs this year. Last year, people got splinters from the wooden chairs we had. The, the whole thing became just an ugly affair, mm. which reminds me, I guess I should remind folks at this point of the number one rule of Blister Festival, mm. a popped blister is a disqualified blister. Mm. Ah, those uh, splinters popped a lot of contestants' bubbles last year. <laughs> In more ways than one. We'll say that again. <laughs> hey, uh, did you get the key to the city, I said along. Uh, hold on a second. Uh, yeah, yeah, I got it right here. It Looks like a key to an old Datsun B210. Yeah, sorry about that. We had to dip into the key to the city fund to buy novelty <laughs> bubble wrap for the Blister Festival. Hmm. Part of an interactive area for the kiddos. <laughs> Sounds good. So, uh, listen, uh, I hate to be a bother, but could you send that one back? I absentmindedly locked my dry cleaning <laughs> in the trunk. And I want to look good in case the dismal daily dispatch comes out to take pictures. Well, well sure. Yeah. So come on down to the really big <laughs> Blister Festival in dismal seepage, South Carolina. Park anywhere, uh, with the possible exception of the street in front of Fleener used cars. Old man Fleener's blind as a bat. Last year he sold four cars that weren't his. Hmm. You're, you're, you're kidding? Where do you think I got the Datsun B210? <laughs> Listen, if you happen to be down this way, would you like to enter the 2013 Mr. Blister pageant? Gee, uh, I don't know. What do, you, what do you have to do? Well, it's very simple. You run through the car wash without the water running. All those spinning rollers and brushes and buffers race a pretty impressive welts. And the person with the most blisters wins. Okay, well, thank you, Mayor Merwin Q. Fiddleswoop. I'll put you down as a baby. <laughs> Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. 
When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey, this is Blake Clark, and you're listening to The Big Show with my buddies John Boy and Billy. We's on a day. We lit up by another. We lit up by another. Wednesday morning, happy hump day. Citizen Randy at your service. Here we are, rolling up this final hour and spreading it out all on the table for you. Let's see. Well, we're going to visit with the Not Ready for Drive Time players. They've got one entitled The Sting. Also, my man, Marvin Webster, is going to, well, pontificate, I guess is the right word, on the American Idol show. Probably the older one, but nevertheless... Also, Reverend Sincere and Goober are stopping by and something about ringing a bell. That's all the notes I got. But right now, we're going to visit with everybody's favorite, said no one ever. It's Mr. Rhubarb on the John Boy and Billy Big Show. Thank you. You're welcome. Hit it. (laughs) Good morning, kitties. This is your always friendly and sometimes borderline creepy pal, Mr. Rhubarb, with a special animal story edition of Mr. Rhubarb Story Time. Uh-oh. I heard you guys are getting a lot of hate mail from animal lovers lately. Uh, yeah. I'm here to help. Oh, boy. Actually, most of the hate mail was from your last segment. <laughs> I'm still going to try to help. <laughs> All right, you go right ahead. This is the story of Arfie the dog. Arfie was small Jack Russell Terrier, who was normally a happy-go-lucky dog. He would chase tennis balls. He would play nice with all the other little doggies and even eat cheap store-brand dry dog food without making a fuss. Uh By all appearances, Arfie was a dog without a care in the world. But on this fateful afternoon, things would be different. One day, Arfie's master was walking him along a trail at the local city park when suddenly a man all dressed in black jumped out of the bushes in front of them. His face was ghostly white and he began waving his arms annoyingly at Arfie's master. (laughs) The mysterious stranger spoke not a word but proceeded to pretend first that he was trapped in a box 
and then that he was pulling on a long rope while walking against a strong wind. <laughs> Seeing the look on his master's face, Arfi leaped into action. With a low growl, he jumped and sank his teeth into the mysterious stranger's leg. With a what? A low growl. Instantly, Arfi got a sickened look in his eyes and released his prey. He began to stumble around in circles, vomiting wildly. <laughs> Do you have a sound for that? Yeah. <laughs> Not, Not real wildly. Yeah, yeah, okay. While still hacking, <coughs> Arfi dragged his tongue all over the grass in an attempt to remove the stranger's foul essence from his mouth. It was on that fateful day that Arfi the dog learned a valuable lesson. A mime is a terrible thing to taste. Oh, <laughs> oh, I almost forgot. Huh? The mom got tetanitis from the dog bite and died. Oh, okay. Happy there you go, guys. Everybody hates mimes, even animal huggers. That ought to get them off your back there for you a go. while. Oh, You're welcome. Okay. Oh, I heard y'all talking about Barbie dolls the other day on their birthday. Uh-huh. Have you heard about the new teenage Barbie doll? No. no. You wind her up and she resents you. <laughs> I saw that. Well, till next time, this is Mr. Rhubarb saying, this is Mr. Rhubarb. Right. Carry on straight, people. No, wait, that's no good. Let me try again. We down, we gone. No? That's goobers. How about this one? Kill Whitey. <laughs> Tell you what, I'll work on it some more and have something real catchy right, next that's, time. That's a deal, See you losers later. <laughs> Good Wednesday morning. The big show is on the radio. Happy hump day to you. I don't know. That's a weird sound. I don't think I've ever made that before. Um, anyway, coming up next, we're going to check in with a not ready for drive time player. Is going to sit back in the cool comfort of the theater and watch a really bad performance of a script entitled The Sting. It's up next on the John Boy and Billy Big Show. Wednesday morning, the big show is on the radio. Civil Serenity at your service while the rest of the crew is waiting for the fat man to come back to work. As I tried to explain gently, but it's just not in my nature. Um, John Boy's youngest son, Matthew, and this is serious because we all love Matthew. Matthew had some heart surgery and some complications came afterwards. And, you know, if you have kids, you know, I don't care how old they get. Man, you got to be there. So we all understand, Johnny. You get back as quick as you can, and not sooner than you have to. All right, so I promised we'd visit with the Not Ready for Drive Time players. Let's do that. That'll lighten up the mood. So, action. Welcome to John Boy and Billy Playhouse. Today's episode, The Sting. As our story opens, Henry Pickens and his wife Joni are strolling down a warm, tropical beach after a perfect day at a luxury beachfront resort in Aruba. 
<laughs> oh wow this is amazing oh we are walking down the beach in the surf barefoot in november yeah some of the waves are a little bigger than i thought they were gonna be but yeah it's pretty awesome <laughs> this is the best birthday present i've ever had honey and i just i can't thank you enough oh sweetie that smile on your face is all the thanks i need really well, I'm probably going to want to do some weird stuff when we get back to the room. But, you know, we can talk about that later. Hey, how about that sunset, huh? Oh, I know. It's the most beautiful thing I've ever... Ow! Whoa, whoa, whoa. Ow, what's ow, what's ow, the matter? Ooh, ooh, my foot. My foot. Okay. All right. I need to sit down. Ow. What in the world happened? I, I must have stepped on something. Do you see anything? Ow. Well, nothing but a jellyfish with a big footprint right in the middle of it. Oh, no. I was looking at the sunset. I must have stepped right on it. Oh, ow, 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 ow. Honey, 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 stay calm. Stay calm. Listen, I'm sure they got some kind of first aid stuff back at the resort. We'll go back. Can you walk? I don't think I can. Oh, that's, I don't think it's going to happen. Will you carry me? Mm, I don't think that's going to happen either. <laughs> oh, ow, ow. Well, I guess it's, it's, it's pee time. Do what now? Yeah, when you get stung by a jellyfish, you're supposed to pee on it. Says who? Says everybody that's ever been on a beach. <laughs> Have you never heard that? No, that's the stupidest thing I ever heard in my life. Oh, honey, please, I really need you to do this for me. Me? Ow, 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 what? Ow, 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 ow. Yes, you. Come on, hurry up. Well, uh, I don't ow, think ow, I can ow, do it with you looking at me. Okay, okay, okay. All right, all right. I'll shut my eyes. Okay. Just do it. Ow, all right. Ow, 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 ow. Here goes nothing. <laughs> Take that, Mr. Jellyfish. That's what you get for stinging my wife. Okay, I got him. Now, what do we do about your foot? <laughs> we hope you've enjoyed John Boy and Billy Playhouse. Yeah, I heard. Tune in again next time when we hear the crusty old weed guy at the hotel say, Hey, big man, let me hold a dollar. <laughs> Good Wednesday morning. The Big Show is on the radio. And coming up next, we're going to visit with my man. That's right. Marvin Webster is up next on the John Boy and Billy Big Show. Wednesday morning, the big show is on the radio. Citizen Randy at your service, and I've said it before, I'll say it again. I love him, damn it! Marvin Webster, my man. Even though he's told me, uh, don't quit doing that, he's gonna meet me in the parking lot. <laughs> he's so funny. All right, here's Marvin Webster on the John Boy and Billy Big Show. Yo, what's up? How y'all doing? Doing good, man. Hey, man, want to send a shout-out to Taylor Hicks, that boy from Birmingham, one American Idol. Yeah. I was pulling for you, man. Yeah, Soul Patrol. Of course, at the end, I would have pulled for anybody. <laughs> I just wanted to get it over with. You know? I mean, I know a lot of people watched it in America. but I did, too, but, you know, it ain't like they gave us a whole lot of choice. It was on four or five nights a week. <laughs> and American Idol is supposed to be the search for the new star. Mm-hmm. How's that working out for us? <laughs> People on this show ain't exactly knocking the music world on its butt, you know? Look, Ruben Studded, he won two years ago 
Brother ain't been seen in public since. It's like he went in the witness protection program or something. I mean, if you ask me, America need to quit looking for new singing stars. We got too many of them already. In fact, I don't know about y'all, I ain't crazy about half the ones they got on there now. Look at some of these big-name guest stars that they had on the show this year. How about old Barry Manilow? Yeah, my people. I sure have missed seeing him. And Kenny Rogers. At least I think it was Kenny Rogers. If y'all wondering what he did with all that chicken money, looked to me like the plastic surgeon got most of it. I never did like to listen to him. Now I can't even stand to look at it. Oh, and how about that big all-star lineup on the two-hour finale? Did you see these people? Mary J. Blige, Burt Bacharach, Dionne Warwick, Clay Aiken, and Prince. Do what? What y'all do? Pick these names out of a hat? How the show gonna find a new star? They can't hardly come up with no old. Goodness sake. Because the way they do it is all jacked up anyway. Now, here's how show business used to work. You want to be a singer? Okay, first, you learn how to sing. And then, you get to make a record. And then, if America really likes you, they put you on TV. Now, here's how American Idol does it. First, they put you on TV. <laughs> then, you learn how to sing. And if America really, really likes you, then you get to make a record. <laughs> kind of crackhead plan is this? Oh, and when it's all over, you don't end up with one half-assed singer. You end up with 12 of them. And you got one of them got the record deal, and there's 11 more right behind them going, man, I almost made it. I need to hang in there and keep singing. No, you don't, brother. What you need to do is go on back home and hang drywall with your daddy like you're doing for this whole mess got started. See, here's the real problem. They got more talent shows on the air than we got talented people to put on them. Yeah. Every time you cut the TV on, it ain't nothing but singers that can't sing, dancers that can't dance, comedians that ain't funny. Oh, and get this. If the show ends up being boring, they say, well, that's because America didn't get on the phone and vote the right ones off. Oh, oh, I see. Your show sucks, but it's my fault. <laughs> hey, didn't nobody ask me if we ought to be giving regular people a shot at the big time? Because I would have said no. I ain't got no interest in regular people. See, that's why I'm watching TV. <laughs> Y'all think about it. I'm not aware. morning to you. It's almost time for me to run from the building, so before I do, I'm going to make you laugh one more time, or at least try to. Uh, I got Reverend Sincere and Goober queued up. Uh, well, I guess that's just the best we can do. So uh, here they are on the John Boy and Billy Big Show. Blah, blah, blah. Bye. That one. That's right. That's on. That's on. It's on. Good morning, John Boy. Good morning. Billy. Hey. Randy. Robert D. Redfoo. Hello, Jackie. What up, girl? Hey. Who got it going on? Yeah. I heard you put old nasty Barry White in this place the other day. You go, girlfriend. I'm sorry. Reverend Ernest Lee Sincere here. Just got back from a big ministry conference out in Little Rock, Arkansas. Mm. How'd that go? Well, it went pretty good, actually. And while I was gone, my brand new associate pastor, Dr. Leroy Pepper, filled in for me on Sunday morning. Now, Leroy's a young man, but... This boy is definitely on fire for the Lord. Mm. Bro is on. Much as I hate to admit it, Leroy's so good, sometimes he's going to put me right out of a job. You know what I mean? 
So when I got back in town, I called a couple of the deacons to see how Leroy did on Sunday morning. And Deacon Jones said, well, to tell you the truth, his presentation was wonderful, but far as the Bible part, well, I've heard a whole lot better. Mm. And much as I hate to say it, that actually made me feel pretty good, you know. Like mm-hmm. I say, I'm a little worried about Leroy. Yeah, yeah, so I called Deacon it. Brown. I said, how'd it go? He said, well, people was dozing off. They were shuffling around in the pews. The boy meant well. He tried hard, but hit material was just dry as dirt. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, sad to say, also perked me up a little bit. Uh, yeah. Well, I figured Dr. Pepper needed a little pat on the back to keep him from getting discouraged at this point. So I called him up. I said, well, Leroy, this Reverend Ernie, how'd the sermon go on Sunday? He said, well, I had a little trouble. You know, this expository preaching ain't quite as easy as it looks. I said, well, now, it was your first time in the pulpit. Don't worry. You'll write a better message next time. He said, oh, I didn't write it. I went in the filing cabinet in your office and pulled out one of your old sermons and preached that. (laughs) (laughs) So much for getting perked up. (laughs) Hey, speaking of dipping in the filing cabinet, ladies and gentlemen, how is Google? Hey, thanks so much, Urge. I'm Bob. Billy, I fired on that thing. Hey, uh, did you hear this? I got got a good for you. Oh, Paul McCartney called his kids over there in England the day that Linda passed away. He said, kids, I got some good news, some bad news. Say, we'll get the bad news first. Said, well, you Baba died. Well, what's the good news? Said tomorrow we have cheeseburgers. I don't put a cheese. They just vegetarian. You you know when you heard that? Where? On this show about a week and a half ago. (laughs) Did I already tell it? No, it wasn't you. It was somebody else telling it. Well, it's new to me. (laughs) 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 Oh, we can't have that. Telling a joke that's already been told before. Oh, where would you boys be if you let that catch on? You're being a little hot on yourself, ain't you? I got another for you here. That's a true story on Bride Linda May got married. Everybody knew they would. They built little cabins back up there in the hill. And what Brian did for his new wife, he built a bell. Had a big old bell hung up there. And he said, now if you ever need me when I'm out working in the field, all you gotta do is ring that bell, I'll hear it and come run. Said, I. Said, but don't only ring it now for emergency. She said, I. Well, the next day he's out in the field. He heard the bell. He rushed up back there to the cabin, found his wife at the front door. She said, I thought you might like a snack before lunch. I said, oh, woman, I told you that the bell should be rung for emergencies. Mm. I said, okay, I'm sorry. Well, afternoon, the bell rang again. Brian got up after the fell off that mule, run up there to Linda Bay, and said, what is it, dear, what is it? She said, the sink in the kitchen is backed up. Oh, it's ticked Brian off. He said, I repeat, the bell should only be rung for emergencies. Said, aye, aye. But later on that afternoon, the bell rang again. Mm. All right, Brian, here I go again. Went up there to the cabin, found the cabin in flames. The barn was burned to the ground, and all his cattle was running down the road. Mm. Brian said, now that's more like it. By the way, you ain't never heard that one before, have you? No. Oh, that was new to me. <laughs> All right, perfect. I'll try to do better next time. Yeah, yeah, right, let's get out of here. We now, we go. <laughs> Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 